Hello and welcome to The Periodic Fable, the podcast where we take a dive into the world of chemistry with me, Alan Wheatley. And me, Cameron Day. So I'm delighted to say that that joining us on the podcast today, we have um, TikTok and social media star Big Manny, um, who's, who's come to talk to us about um, all the amazing stuff that, that he's doing on, on social media. Um, so I think uh, as a bit of a background uh, to Manny, you, you qualified... Uh, you have a BSc and an MSc in biomedical sciences from the University of East London. Um, but on the social media side, I, I, I looked in the last 10 minutes and you currently have something like 912,000 followers on TikTok, 278,000 on Instagram and 12.2 million likes. I mean, kind of where do you even begin to put into words? Like, how, how, how does that feel? Like, Well, um, well, first off, thank you very much for having me on the show. And um, yeah, it's, it's the last year has been it's been a, a roller coaster. It's been a, a big journey for me. Um, I managed to accumulate um, quite a lot of supporters, and um, I've been helping a lot of people with their science as well. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a real journey for me. Awesome, and, and yeah, just to just reiterate what what Alan said, like massive congrats on like how far you've come over the past year so I've been watching a lot of your videos recently and love what you're doing and I think something I picked up on on a couple of videos what I I really enjoyed watching is the kind of excitement and enjoyment that you get when you're doing some of these experiments I think there was one about um elephant toothpaste where I don't know was it was it was it vinegar and bicarbonate soda or something and with it with a dye in there and it was all frothing up and bubbling and like the how that buzzing you got at when it kind of got out a bit out of hand, it was just really cool to see. Um, and what kind of gave you the inspiration to to begin the channel and begin this, like your journey in science communication? Um, so the idea came to me actually about um, mm-hmm. two years ago, but um, I didn't I didn't actually act on it straight away. Um, the time when I acted on it was when I was working in a secondary school as a science technician. So um, I was responsible for preparing all the science experiments for the students. And um, I would go around to the classrooms and just show them how the experiments work and just give them a bit of background. So um, that's where the idea really came to me because I was already helping kids in the classroom with the science. So I thought, why not reach a larger audience and take it online? Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's when I had the idea to just do the same experiments, but just record them. And um, I, found, I found that um, because like a lot of students, the experiments that I was doing were experiments that students were doing in the classrooms. So a lot of them were, were relating to it. Mm-hmm. So I was getting like a lot of comments of people saying like, um, oh, we did this in school today. Um, they might say something like, um, like this, it's helped them to understand the topic a bit more. So, yeah, the experiments that I've been doing is um, it's been relating to a lot, a lot of the students. It's it, it, it's so like refreshing to see um, and kind of like you say those those experiments that that you do. Well, I remember kind of seeing them at school, but the way that you can kind of you know do it in forty five seconds, it's so like you know it's just so current and it kind of feels so like it's just really refreshing to watch I I have a friend of mine who's um he's an engineer at the company I work for and uh when I was first messaging you I saw that he followed you and he said he learned more from you 
than he did <laughs> in science at school, which I think is kind of testament to, to the work that you're doing. But, um, you know, kind of where did the, the, the love for science start with you? Um, I think it started when I was in around like year eight, year nine, um, because my science teacher, I had like um, quite like the typical mad scientist um, teacher, you know, like very enthusiastic, um, a, little, a little bit crazy, a bit edgy. And um, like he just used to talk so much about science, like about um, the stars, about space, about um, just about so many different topics that may not have necessarily been related to the curriculum. But it was just so interesting, like the things that he was talking about. And that's what really ignited the spark for me um, in terms of my interest in science. Because before that, like I liked science, but it wasn't really like my favourite subject. But he really um, like, proper got me interested into it and made me, made me love it. And then from there, um, that's when I decided to choose it for GCSEs. So I did triple science and then um, I picked it for my A-levels as well. And then, um, yeah, I just went on to study at uni. But I think it all stemmed from my science teacher. Um, his name was Mr. Carter. And, yeah, like, I think when you have a, a really engaging and passionate science teacher, like, it can really, like, give you that, like, it can really encourage you to pursue science, um, like, in the future. And that's what happened with me. Like, my teacher, he really inspired me. Uh, carry, carry on with it you know manny we hear that so much from people that we're inspired by that we we speak to on this podcast Lot, like lots of guests from different like backgrounds and different parts of the career and when we ask the question like do you know what inspired you so many times it's like oh we, i had this just one amazing teacher that you know, created that spark yeah. for me and it just shows how important good ed- good education but also like inspirational teachers can be they might not even have to be you know like the best teacher and get you the best grades but if they just get you excited about the subject it can have yeah. so, so much impact um do you still have contact with mr carter like has he has he reached out to you since since you've done all your work um unfortunately not um because um when i before i finished in year 11 he had left school mm-hmm. So I don't uh, actually know um, where where he left. So when I finished um, year eleven, I didn't really get a chance to say goodbye to him. So I don't mm-hmm. know where where he's working now, or if he's retired. I, I don't know. I'd love to find out though. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully he's listed, or he's seen your videos, and he's going to reach out. Yeah, hope so. I I just want to say um. One, one of the one of the other reasons why um, I started with the science videos is because um, remember during lockdown it was like about a two year period where students were just like on and off with school like they weren't consistently going mm-hmm. to school so like they were missing out on a lot of science and science is a subject where a lot of the learning is done through the experiments like there's only so much learning you can do online you know what I mean like um, through like zoom meetings and presentations because a lot of it needs to be you actually have to see it happen in action so that you can understand the reactions and know what's going on so i wanted to kind of fill that knowledge gap that um, the students had because of the lockdown so i said i'm gonna do the same experiments that they're doing in school and i'm just going to talk them through it show them all the steps 
so that they can like kind of catch up um catch up like with where they've missed out because of because of the lockdown so that was a that was one of the big reasons why i started doing it as well no I, I, it's so inspirational manny it's kind of like what you're doing i think is amazing and i'm sure there'll be there'll be people who watch your videos from all over the world who get inspired to kind of go down science and you know what you're doing is is, is such a testament um i was watching one of your videos earlier where you do the titration and you kind of work through the calculations for them and i kind of it it, it jogged my memory again about the the equations you need to use and things like that but it was so concise and informative and and you know absolutely brilliant but um kind of moving on to the the experiments that that you do um you know, <laughs> the thing that I always think when I see you doing them in your garden is, what do your neighbours think? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, every time I do an experiment, that's going to be like an explosion or something like that. Like, I'm kind of, like, worried about, like, like hopefully the neighbours aren't going to, they're not going to get too angry or, like, but, um, but I think, like, at this point, They've heard so many explosions, like, I think that's what they're used to. Like, the amount of times, like, there's just been just loads of smoke coming out, coming off the, out of the garden, and it's going into their garden, and, like, maybe they can... And he's got it. his science kit out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably, probably thinking, like, he's blowing something up again. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, man, it's like, like that's that's the best place for me to do it, like outside because like it's the safest location. Like um, if there's any fumes, it will just go off into the atmosphere. Um, like yeah, that's that, that's the safest location. I'm trying to get a lab, trying to get access to a lab so I could do some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do a bit yeah. more like potentially hazardous stuff as well. Because imagine are you, are you yeah. limited to maybe what you can buy in or like you say. The garden's all right, but having a fume cupboard to make sure all them vapors of whatever it's going to be, if you have that, yeah. it could make it even, yeah, even better. Are there experiments that you'd like to do that you're like, oh no, this this has to be in a lab? Yeah. You, you know what? I've, um, I've got a bit of cesium metal there. Oh. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got some cesium, and, um, but I'm not going to do it in my garden because. It's just, it's just too much. Like, mm-hmm. I know that it's gonna, it's gonna be a massive explosion. But um, that's one that I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna do that one way or another. I'm just gonna find out like how, like the logistics of it. But um, that's one that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. I just have to make sure that I'm like a mile away from the experiment when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, any fire brigades listening? Uh, we might need you on hand to help. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <stand by>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so is it is it freely accessible to get all the stuff that you get? Because it's kind of like you've got it all from uh, it, your your store cupboard must be like a a school um, kind of like you said that the whole school lab technician role that you were doing before. It's like. How do you get hold of it? Like, can you go and be in Q and buy sodium? I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Yeah? Um, before I bought any chemicals, um, I did a lot of research on um, on the .gov website about yeah. like restricted chemicals because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of substances that are regulated. So, um, yeah. like, you, you either have to have a license to buy it, 
or you have yeah. to be like a, a registered company with a, a reason to be using those chemicals. So um, I make sure that anything that I search for or I buy is um is not a regulated substance, basically, because you know I don't want to run into any trouble. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I just have to make sure that I do my research on any chemical that I purchase, and um. Yeah, I mainly just Google it. Like I'll just Google any any chemical that I want and um search for a supplier. That's but, very um, fun. But yeah, but there's 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 a lot of chemicals that I want to get my hands on, but it's just that I'm just don't have the clearance to get it. <laughs> like, for, like for for example, like some um some potassium chlorate. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like you can do a lot a lot of fire experiments with that, but it's just um yeah it's that's the thing because on the .gov website it's um it's regulated so yeah but i'm i want to find a way to, to get it somehow somehow yeah I, th- I think we're gonna have to help you reach out to some universities who might have some to go and spare get you to go in and film some stuff yeah i think yeah. i think we have i think we have sodium chlorate in our lab um so maybe we, if we can uh we can see if we can get some access. Maybe that's what we can do. We can figure out best ways. Are the companies, are like you say, universities that are happy to accept different people yeah. coming in and yeah. get setting up a camera in the lab? That'll be that'll be good to figure out. <laughs> yeah, if, that, if that's possible, that would be amazing. Because sodium chlorate is just as reactive as, as potassium chlorate. Yeah, strong oxidizers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, but like I do, I do have like um a lot of experience working with these chemicals. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've worked with like the strong oxidizers before, but it was just in a controlled environment because I was working in in the, in the lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, I've I have worked with like a lot of these chemicals, but it's just that yeah. I can't use it outside of that um that no. institution because yeah. yeah. I think it, it massively comes across in the videos. You know, you're not just throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. sodium at water. You know, you clearly <laughs> you clearly know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So what was it like, Manny, making that first video? Like, did you have experience in this kind of thing? Do you know, like putting yourself kind of out there on social media platforms as do you know, like you? Was it was it nerve wracking, or were you just? Um. So when when I first started uploading the video, was like. I did have a little bit of prior experience mm-hmm. of being on camera because um, I create music as well. I'm a music artist, so um, I've done quite a lot of music videos. Um, I've done like um, some shows as well, some live performances. So like, I am quite familiar with um, being behind the camera. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'll be honest though, like my second video that I released, it got like um, like seven hundred thousand views. And that was that was the first time that I had ever been exposed to such a large audience. And I'll be honest here, I was feeling a little bit like scared. Like I, I was feeling like because it was a new experience. Like I'd never been, I never had so many eyes on me. Yeah. And at first, like when that video went viral, and then a couple of videos after that went viral as well, I was feeling a bit like wow, like you know what I mean? It was just a new, just new, and I just felt like. Bit overwhelming, but then after a while, like as it as I started to gain more exposure, and the videos went more viral, it just became like it was a bit more normalized. But at first, it was like it was a big shock. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of 
you may have already answered this, but it was going to be my next question. Kind of, at what point did you feel like you were like a kind of social media star? We kind of said it earlier. You know, I don't think you the, the term influencer is fair on you because you're not. I think what you're doing is is it, it deserves far more credit than the term influencer. But at what point did you kind of sit there and go like, I've really got something here? Um. The point that um, when I realised that um, I've got something here was when, because as I said, I was working in secondary school, so um, working with like loads of students, and then I'll be walking in the hallways, and the students are saying, "Oh, you was on my for you page last night, <laughs> so you're my TikTok," and like I'm, wa- <laughs> I'm, I'm walking past the classroom, and then the students are like, "Oh, there's big money, there's big money," <laughs> and then, like I, I go into the class to set up an experiment and. Kids are turned around like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw your video. Like, distracted from the lesson, not even focusing on the teacher. That's when I realised, like, yeah, this is this is a lot now. Like, because um, cause it was happening in the school that I worked at, it kind of made me realise that there's probably a lot more schools around England where students are um, seeing the same content. So that's, that's the point that I realised, yeah, I think that this is reaching a lot of, a lot of students. Mm-hmm. And if any of our listeners haven't seen any of them yet, I'm sure after this they'll they'll go and they'll go and watch them. But what I love about the the li- the videos that you produce are that you've got both like the visual aspects of it. So you've got some exciting experiments going on with like colours, explosions, or fire, things like that that really engage people. You've got the you know, the visuals on the screen, you know, explaining the chemistry, like the little animations and bits like that. And then like, yeah, like the word yeah, which which is great as well, and it helps to like visualize the experiment with the, the actual like reaction. But then you've got your talk in the background that's you know explaining it all really clearly, along with like some like humorous bits as well that just add to it. Like, did it take you a while to build up the kind of skill and expertise in getting that message across? Um. Well. I'm going to be honest, like, the first ever voiceover video that I did, um, like, it came very natural. Mm. Like, I didn't, I didn't really rehearse it. Like, I was literally just, just speaking just about the reaction. It was sodium and water. So, um, yeah, I was literally just talking about um, the reaction that was happening. And, um, like, because I had, I had done it in school, I had done, like, a lot of demonstrations for students, like, it was like it came. It was it wasn't like difficult for me mm-hmm. because like it was it was basically my work. Like that's what I I literally do for for a living. Like explaining science experiments, um, and explaining it in a way that um, students can understand. So I feel like yeah, it, it was just it was just it was just natural natural to me. It's a very natural thing, mm-hmm. I think, the way you do it, and it, it's kind of it hasn't changed. I think you've kind of got the formula perfect from the start. But I think I started following. I first came across your on Instagram, so I I'm kind of older beyond my years. <laughs> I have never had TikTok. Um, you drove me to TikTok, Manny, to kind of see you on TikTok as well as kind of Instagram when I found your Instagram page. But I think the numbers it's gone up in the last four weeks since I started following you. I think you've gained a hundred thousand followers or something like that on TikTok and, and obviously the videos, but I, I couldn't talk to you about, uh, sorry, could not talk to you about the fact that you were on blue Peter this week. I mean, that must just be like, 
wow <laughs> like yeah. how did how did that come about did they reach out to you and you know how did it work yeah blue pizza like that is probably the highlight of my lit of my whole year mm-hmm. uh, like like um so they um they see some of my videos and um they reached out to me by email and um they asked me to come into the studio and record some content for bonfire night so um that's that's how that came about um it just saw me on, on Instagram and, and TikTok. Wow. wow. What was like the whole experience like? Was it like, because I'm imagining it was probably in the BBC studios and kind of going in and like, yeah, it just. It, it was, it was amazing, man. Like, because um, the BBC studios, it's in, it's in Manchester. Hey. So, um, I went up, yeah, I went up to Manchester and um, there was a technician from Manchester University, a science technician. And he had came along to um, supply the chemicals and um, help me out with the experiment. So, um, yeah, man, it was like a big, massive studio, like very bright, loads of lights. They had um, like had like the kids there as the guests as well. And um, yeah, man, it was just crazy, like seeing how TV is made, because like I had never really seen like behind the scenes of how a show is made, and. Um, yeah, man, there's so many cameras, like, big cameras, like, all the lights, and, yeah, man, it was, like, yeah, it was a real experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the start of something. I think we're going to see you on our TV a lot more. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. was going to ask that, yeah, like, because it must have been so surreal. Um, and yeah, I, I've, it, was. it was. Yeah, and I've seen, because on Instagram as well, you've got, like, a collab that you did for Frozen Planet, too, with the, the polar bear um in like the huge like petri dish thing which was awesome as well like have you got like is there more to come from like the bbc collab type stuff that you do or are you allowed to talk about it if you are (laughs) um yeah so 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 far um i've done two projects with um bbc Mm -hmm. um so i did um the one that you just mentioned um i did the was a promotion video for frozen planet 2 so um i was just showing the effects of climate change in terms of like um, melting ice glaciers so um yeah the bbc they reached out to me to create some content for that and um yeah it seems like um the, the bbc they they like my work mm-hmm. they, they they like what i'm doing so yeah like i would i would love to do more work with them so exciting it's so exciting so i think looking back then kind of over the last two years since you had the idea to where you are now kind of what's been like what's the best thing you've done best thing i've done um probably the best experiment that i've done so far would be sodium it has to be sodium metal because like I, i prefer the sodium reactions even more than the potassium even though potassium is more reactive but like the sodium ones, it's like you just get such big explosions and it's like unpredictable reactions as well. And those ones, they produce the most fire. And um, yeah, man, because that's, that's what everybody wants to see. We all want to see the explosions. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like even me, when I was younger, like I used to just go on YouTube and just watch like alkaline metal reactions. Like I just used to type in like just different alkaline metals plus water and like, just to see what would happen. And um yeah, it's like now I'm actually finding it out um, for myself now, like how how reactive they really are. And um, yeah, the alkaline metals are is my favorite group in the periodic table. 
Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that I feel like I don't know if you hear about your like parents or people like that that doing experiments when they were kids in school and it was all like yeah we were just like messing around with mercury on the table and we were chucking lithium in water but when I was in high school I didn't get to do like the you know the really fun bits like a teacher might have dropped some lithium in some water and it went like pop or something like that but it was quite low level but I feel like kids now maybe don't yeah. get you'll you'll know more than me but I feel like they don't get to do John the really exciting bits but you know what like a lot of students actually comment on my videos saying um my teachers never do any experiments mm-hmm. like, literally like their teachers don't do no experiments everything is just theory so it's like when they see my videos it's like wow i've never actually seen this reaction done before like mm. I, I don't i don't know why but um but yeah some students they're just not exposed to that and um it's the way you humanize it as well. I think there was one where you, you cut an apple apart and you put, I think, was it sodium in, in an apple? Um, and like you, teachers can put YouTube videos on, but it's like seeing it in a lab in America in, you know, the late 90s. It's kind of, it doesn't feel as real as kind of what, what you're doing. It's, uh, yeah, it's a testament to the work you're doing. But um, I can't not ask you then, has there been an experiment that has gone wrong or one that you haven't uploaded because it it, <laughs> it probably didn't go as planned or, you know, any bloopers that you've not uploaded or anything like that? Um, okay, I'll be honest. Yes, yeah, there, there is one. <laughs> there is one. Um, I did a reaction of um, sodium metal um, and um, it was, I'll just say that it was on a surface that I shouldn't have done it on and I ended up burning the whole surface and... Um, I had to basically like um, get some bleach and a lot of chemicals to scrub out all the burns for when, for when I had burned up the table. And um, that was probably the worst experiment that, that I've ever done. Like that one just went wrong. Like, <laughs> I just burnt the whole table. Was that was that your table or did you get uh, shouted at from someone who... Uh... No, that, that's what makes it even worse. It wasn't even my table. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if it was my table, it wouldn't even be too bad. Yeah. But because it was someone else's, it was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best turn the camera off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but thankfully, though, like, whenever I do my experiments, I always make sure that I've got PPE. So I've always got my goggles on, mm-hmm. like, yeah. my gloves. Um, and I make sure that I, I, I do the experiment at a safe distance. So, like, thankfully, nothing has ever happened to me. Like I've never had um, any any science-related injuries. Like at most, like I've I've burnt my finger, things like that. Like maybe a little bit of sodium might pop out and burn my arm or something, but like nothing serious. So like um, yeah. So I'm I'm very grateful for that, and I just make sure that I always follow health and safety guidelines because um, even though it is fun experiments, at the end of the day, we have to remember like these are some serious chemicals mm-hmm. that we're working yeah. with and. No, we just have to take the necessary precautions. Um, I thought it'd be really good to touch on what you mentioned before about your career in music as well. I follow, uh, I checked out some of your tracks earlier and um, really enjoyed, I think Life Lessons was my favourite one. There's a really nice line in, in that where, I'm probably going to get it wrong, so apologies, um, but it was something like you, you say you taught yourself things that you didn't learn at school or college you wanted knowledge, so you went out there and searched and you got it. I was thought that was such a nice line just to show like like how like driven you are and 
how that's helped you like get through like your degree and now Joel has brought you to do this like is that Joel that kind of like drive something that you've had since we're young you were younger was there something that that kind of like sparked that that drive in you oh wow thank you very much for highlighting that lyric <laughs> yeah so um yeah so like um where that lyric came from was like um because I'm a I'm a music producer as well so like I, mm-hmm. I make beats and um like I've been making beats since I was about 11 12 and um like nobody really taught me how to do it like I learned how to do it just from um trial and error so I've just been just trying to make beats and like for a few years and then over time they just they just got better over time so like the reason why I said that line is just to show people that um let's say you want to become a music producer you may not necessarily have to um go to university and start studying music um, music engineering as long as you have the passion for it and you have the drive like just look at Google. Google has all the information that we ever, we will ever need. You know what I mean? Like you can go on Google and find out anything, any any bit of knowledge that you want to find out, you can find it. And that's what I did. So that's how I learned to to use the music software because um I use Logic, Logic Pro. That's the software that I use to make the beats. Mm-hmm. So like I had never done a course a course of of how to use Logic or like how to how to mix music. I literally just found my way around it myself and anything that I didn't understand, I just Googled it. Um, or I just look, went on YouTube and looked for a video for a tutorial. And um, that's how I learned to, to do my music. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that lyric is just to show people that if you really want to do something and you really want to learn how to do it, then there's nothing that's going to stop you. Because like we live in a, an age where technology and information is in abundance. So anything you want to learn you can really do it like there's no excuses so um yeah that's what that line was really about about um how i learned how to how to um manipulate the music software and, and the beats very cool yeah no i think it's really yeah really telling um so what does the future hold for big money then what, what do you think kind of over the next 12 months two years you know what what would you like to achieve where do you think you'll be um well, what I would really like is um is to take my science content um a step further, like um in two ways. Like there's two ways that I want to take it a step further. So the first way is um doing larger scale experiments. So for example, with the cesium metal, um with the potassium chlorate and um some of these other substances, like because those are the reactions that um like. I just really want to do because they create like they're the most visual you get explosions you get a lot of sound so I really just want to level up in terms of the experiments and just do even bigger ones um that's one direction that I want to go in and another direction is um I want to take my science experiments to an even bigger platform so television so I want to have a tv show where um um, doing experiments and talking through the experiments so like the same way in my videos where I have the equations there showing the students um, how the elements interact with each other and um, talking them through the experiment um, so I just want to just um, basically do the same content that I'm doing now on TikTok and Instagram but um, 
in a longer form and put it on the TV so it can reach an even larger audience. So I just want to keep taking the science as far as it can go. Like I just want to take it to the pinnacle um, so that I can reach more people and help them understand topics that maybe they didn't understand before. And just um, and I just want to keep it relatable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just want to keep it um, in a format that um, somebody without a scientific background can understand it and yeah man I just want to just inspire more people to get into science and yeah I just want to keep doing what I'm doing with the videos that's awesome and hopefully those links with the BBC that you've already got could help to, to help to facilitate that in the future I don't know is, is, is it yeah. is it bite size is it is it BBC bite size that does like stuff for kids is it do they do news or do they do like this kind of thing yeah, yes. yeah, BBC Bite Size. Yeah, yeah, they've um they've covered like um um content for like primary school age right up up, up to A level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they cover like the full spectrum. So, yeah, wanna be I wanna be working with Bite Size as well. Mm-hmm. And, and something I wanted to ask you as well because you seem like really well in tune with kind of like what the current science curriculum is like in in secondary school and what some of the flaws in it could be and what some of the pros could be like in your opinion what could like the uk kind of like science curriculum or like external bodies be doing better to help kids get excited about stem and get into stem wow that's a big question Um, isn't it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you're right on the spot yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um well, from, from what I've seen of the curriculum so far, um, I think that um, the, like, um, the governing agencies that um, create like, the papers and the curriculum, I think that the content that they're covering like, is, is brilliant, like, especially in terms of chemistry. Like, I think that they're going into a lot of detail with, um, with like, learning about the elements and um, like... Like even just like um, because like they have something called required practicals. So um, these are like eight practicals that students um have to learn for the curriculum. Like there's there's loads of experiments in chemistry, but there's eight specific ones that they have to learn for the for the GCSE papers. So um, I think like the only thing I would say is maybe like um, include an experiment that is maybe more explosive. Um, <laughs> something that kids are going to see it and it's going to blow their minds they're just going to be like oh my gosh what was that like don't get me wrong the experiments that they're doing are great like they're very wonderful experiments but I think to get them even more engaged like um, yeah just a bigger explosion man you know what I mean because that's what we want to see at the end of the day you know what I mean that's that's what I mean that's what I wanted to see when, when I was young and that's what I still want to see now so I think this really showing people what how much potential these chemicals really have in terms of their um, reactivity and showing like what they can really do. You know what I mean? That's what's gonna blow kids' minds and make them think like, "Oh my days." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's all I'll say. I would just say like, yeah, man, bigger experiment, bigger experiments. I think every student in the UK should have to do what 
you did, Manny, take a battery apart and put the lithium in water and run away. Kind of yeah. that should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like all, all you do is just, just you just kick, kick them out with the right PPE, give them a face guard, give them a yeah. full body suit. You know what I mean? And then they're fully yeah. safe and then they can do that. And then I guarantee those students, they're going to go home here yeah, and they're going to tell their parents that that was the best experiment that they've done in their whole life and how much mm-hmm. they want to now go on and study science at uni and how they want to become a scientist. And yeah, man, I think that, yeah, man, make these experiments more, even more immersive. Yeah, and not, not, just, not just ask them to do titrations because that's what everyone says, don't they? That what they hated about yeah. Uh, yeah. even like GCSE and uni, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Because people think of science as a, a scary topic and they think of it as scary because of, you know, all the things we have to read, hard questions in the exam paper. They don't think it's scary because of all the explosions and things like that, that, that yeah. the materials we use are. That's what makes people excited and that's what enthuses kids and, you know, stuff, you know, young kids to choose science at later life. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not yeah. going to ask as harsh a question as Cameron did. <laughs> yeah. I um, so I think uh, we mentioned something that, that we like to do is we like to ask our guests um, if they were ever stuck on a desert island um, and they could take with them one or two chemicals that, that they like, um, what would it be? So, so Manny, what would your desert island chemical be or chemicals? <laughs> oh, wow. Um... You know, I think it's going to have to be an element that um, can create fire because from I have fire, I can burn wood and I can make food. So I think it's going to have to be an alkaline metal. That's going to have to be one of them. It's going to have to be. That's one of them. Because I'm thinking like from like a survival perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I can use it to make some fire. So yeah. One of them will be an alkaline metal. And then the other one, would have to be chlorine because then I could mix sodium and chlorine to make a bit of salt for my food. Ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, make a bit of table yeah. salt, sodium chloride, cook some food with the sodium, get the heat there, get the fire going, get some fish from the sea, roll some fish, yeah. drink a bit of salt on the fish. <laughs> You wouldn't be stranded then, it would be home, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. That'd be perfect. Yeah, it'd be ideal. It'd be paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't need rescuing. Yeah. <laughs> no one's had seasoning yet, Cameron. No, I don't think. no, no. We've, we've. I don't think we've had anyone talk about f- making fire. We've had people say, saying like ethanol and water and things like that, but no alkali metal or chlorine. Oh, yeah. So that, that yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's a good like one. It. It's a good one. Yeah. Which alkaline metal though? Because if it wouldn't be sodium, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, it would have to be sodium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sodium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Well, I think that I don't. I don't yeah. have any more questions, Alan. Do you? Perfect. No, I don't want to take up much more of your evening, yeah, especially uh, on Manny. a Sunday. Um, thank I you know, so much. But I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on. I think kind of your story, what you're doing, it's so influential. Um, and yeah, I think anyone listening who hasn't seen the videos needs to go watch them and get their kids to watch them. Their their you know nieces, nephews, whatever. Because I think what you're doing is so inspiring, and I'm sure there'll be people who pursue careers in science because of what you've done so yeah i think it's testament to you mm-hmm. thank you so much helen and cameron for having me on yeah thank you no thank problem. you for inviting me on it's, it's been a wonderful talk very very insightful and 
Yeah, I love it. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.